Be sure to friend us on Facebook. You can do it right now. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for us at keyword Voice America. Kids safe, mother approved. You're listening to Voice America Kids. It's sports from a kid's point of view. This is Behind the Line on the Voice America Kids channel. Now, here is your host. Thank you. Welcome back to Behind the Line on the Voice America Kids Network. I'm Kylie, and our topic today will be on the American League East, West, and Central Division teams, their off-season moves so far, and who are to be the contenders for the divisions and the World Series. The New York Yankees have re-signed shortstop Derek Jeter and pitcher Mariano Rivera. They also added Rafael Soriano, a setup man, and left-handed reliever Pedro Feliciano. The Yankees are still waiting to see if Andy Pettit will be returning or retiring this year, even though he's leaning towards retiring. But he does this every year, so you never know. The Yankees are also thinking about getting some more catching help with their sights on Russell Martin. But a lot of other teams also are interested in Martin. The Yankees are being overlooked because the Red Sox have made some big offensive moves. But the Yankees were a much better team than the Red Sox in 2010. And what many people aren't realizing is that the Yankees were just two games away from getting into the World Series last year. And the bulk of their team is returning this year. They have Robinson Cano, who's one of the best hitters, and he's on their team, and some other great players too. The only issue is the age of some of their star players and their rotation depth. The pressure is on the Yankees still, no matter what the average age of its starting players are. The Red Sox are out to beat them and be the division leaders. So do you think they can do it? Let's take a look at what their opponents have been doing. After last year's near miss to postseason, the Red Sox want to make sure that they do not get eliminated again this year. They have an extreme amount of talent this season that will help them get there this year. What have they done during their offseason to make sure this happens? Well, the Red Sox signed left fielder Carl Crawford and traded for Adrian Gonzalez. The cost for him was the same as three highly rated prospects, but general manager Theo Epstein said that this 28-year-old first baseman will be worth it. Crawford and Gonzalez are two of the premier players and outweigh the loss of All-Stars Adrian Beltre and Victor Martinez. People are saying now that the Red Sox are the Yankees' equal off the field. They also signed relief pitchers Dan Wheeler and Bobby Jenks. However, the Red Sox general manager is awaiting replies from a few free agent relievers to help their bullpen to be even stronger. They are also awaiting the return of three players who missed a lot of last season due to injuries. Those players are center fielder Jacoby Ellsbury, second baseman Dustin Pedroia, and infielder Kevin Uchilis. The Red Sox enter spring training as one of the favorites to win the World Series. So then, what's the conclusion you may ask? Well, the Red Sox and the Yankees are the top teams to win the AL East divisions because both teams, year after year, have all-star players at various positions. Many people say that the Yankees will win the division and the Red Sox will be the wild card. 
but Boston has been working on getting a better offense during the offseason. The Red Sox have made an early quest to win the division for its first time since 2007. At this point, people are saying that Boston has already won the battle of the offseason. So, will it be the Red Sox or the Yankees? Or will it even be one of the other three teams in this division? Because they have also made some big changes. And a lot depends on pitching, injuries during the season, and batting. Let's take a look at some of the other teams. The other teams who could possibly be in contention in the American League East Division are the Toronto Blue Jays, who are definitely not a team to mess with or take out of the running just yet. Even the Red Sox and the Yankees know that they could potentially mess up their plans this season. Last season, they had 85 wins and are looking to be major contenders for this season. During the offseason, they traded their starter, Sean Markham, to the Brewers for shortstop Brett Laurie. With Scott Downs gone to the Los Angeles Angels, they are in desperate need of a relief. They would also like to acquire a first baseman that is also a designated hitter, who could share some time with Adam Lind. If they could get a third baseman, then slugger Jose Bautista could move back to the right fielder position where he's more comfortable. A new catcher could also supply a great deal of help to this team. They have expressed interest in catcher Russell Martin for an upgrade to their catchers that they have now. They already have a young catcher, J.P. Arancibia, and a veteran, Jose Molina. But if they can get Martin, they feel it would be a nice addition. And if they could somehow get pitcher Zach Granke from the Kansas City Royals, they think that they would be immediate contenders. This team already looks like it has some major potential. And if the Yankees and the Red Sox are afraid of this team, then other major teams better be prepared too. This team could definitely take out some of these other more confident teams in the season. This is a team I would definitely be keeping my eye on if I were in the AL East Division. This team has been very during the offseason and is ready to go. You're listening to the Voice America Kids Network. I'm Kylie, and our topic today is on the American League baseball teams. Let's continue on the AL East and the Baltimore Orioles. The Baltimore Orioles have lots of new young players that they are hoping will do well for them during the 2011 season. They also have a major component power hitter and third baseman, Mark Reynolds, who they acquired from the Arizona Diamondbacks, who they are hoping will add a lot to this team. They also received from the Minnesota Twins shortstop J.J. Hardy and utilities man Brendan Harris, who can play first, second, and third bases, and also shortstop. J.J. Hardy and Mark Reynolds will now make up the new left side of the infield. Hardy is very excited to be on this team this year and thinks that they will fly under the radar and do better than most people think they will. The Orioles have also re-signed last year's starting shortstop, Cesar Isturis, to a one-year deal and will use him as a reliable backup if needed. The Orioles still want to get another power hitter, so they will have two, which would include Reynolds. They also, like everyone else throughout the league, would like to add some more bullpen help. They would like to acquire a veteran starter for the pitching staff as well. Buck Showalter is the new manager for the Orioles and has the team ready to go. He says that the only problem is being in the overcrowded AL East with great teams, which he thinks will slow this young team's progress down in rejoining the contenders. And I definitely agree. There is a lot of talent in this division, but that doesn't mean that this team can't go above and beyond and beat all these other teams out. 
be sure to watch out for players on this team, like Matt Wieters, who is a great catcher and hopefully will live up to it this season. Pay attention to outfielder Felix P.A. and center fielder Adam Jones, who are two good young players, and expect big things from pitcher Brian Mattis this season as well. If all of these players perform like they should, you never know how the season will turn out. I've got to say, the AL East is definitely going to be a very exciting division this year. I believe it will be an extremely tight race to the finish. But this isn't even all of the teams yet. There's still more in this division, and that is the Tampa Bay Rays. The Rays have had a very difficult offseason. They don't have much money to get more players, and they have lost some key components to their team. They've lost left fielder Carl Crawford, left the Rays to go play for the Red Sox. First baseman Carlos Pena went, kindly went to the National League's Chicago Cubs. Setup man Rafael Soriano also left to play for the New York Yankees. This depressing winter for the Rays leaves some holes to fill for a new first baseman, left fielder, and bullpen help. So is this it for the Rays? Will they not even be contenders this year? Well, they have been successful after all in the free agent market. They were able to get some middle-of-the-order hitters and Golden Glovers, the American League's top closer from 2010, and five relievers. They also traded right-handed pitcher Matt Garza to the Chicago Cubs for five minor league prospects. And by doing this, that also gave them $6 million to spend. But the Rays still need to find an experienced batter and get lots more bullpen help. Right fielder Vladimir Guerrero might also sign to guarantee himself full-time at bat. The Rays just signed Manny Ramirez, a left fielder, and Johnny Damon, a left fielder and designated hitter, who are free agents, but former Red Sox teammates. Ramirez is 38 years old. When he was with the Chicago White Sox, he could get on base fine, but when he was with the Chicago Cubs, he hit for no power. Damon is 37 and decent at getting on base, but when he was with the Tigers last season, he didn't bat very well. He's not that bad at defense, and that's most likely what he would have to play for the Rays. Many people are wondering if they still have anything left in them, being that they're quite old for baseball. But they were on the Red Sox team together when they went to the World Series in 2004. And so other people are saying that they could possibly do well with each other because they know how to get to the World Series, and they can help this team a lot. The Rays might just be able to pull out some wins this season if these changes work out. The Rays manager, Joe Madden, says that this will be a rebuilding process and the team will have to recover from the losses during the offseason. But there is noticeable player strength already. This will be a very hard-working team, with the main power recognizably being in its starting pitching. We will just have to wait and see what is in store for this team. And who knows, these underdogs might just surprise us. There are many teams in this division and all the other divisions, and they've been working very hard. And they've been getting some new changes. Because of this, they'll be stronger, and everyone will get better, and everyone will learn, and everyone will know what they must do. So this will definitely be a great season. And make sure you watch out for the American League East Division, because they have some talent. Let's take a break. I'm Kylie. Keep it right here. You're listening to Voice America Kids. Stay connected. Sign up for our newsletter. Go beyond your favorite Voice America shows. Visit iradioblog.com. 
Kids these days are so connected to the media that they can't help but be surrounded by news and politics. Today's kids get more information than kids of past generations, and because of that, they have more informed opinions. Kids today may not be able to vote yet, but they can certainly influence voters and issues with their voices. Tune in every week for America Today and talk about the issues and influence the decision makers. America Today airs every Thursday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids channel. Now there's a new destination for video content, voiceamerica.tv, just like our radio channels and so much more. Voice America Variety, Health and Wellness, Business, Sports, Green Talk, Power Up Motorsports, and 7th Wave Network now have their own video channel components. Plus, check out exclusive programming, including movies, music, educational courses, science and history, current events, and short features. High-definition, premier-quality programs available 24-7, voiceamerica.tv. If you think you've seen online TV like this before, let us support surprise you. Behind the Line is all about the inside of sports from a kid's point of view. This is a look at all of the action from Behind the Line. Join your host every Wednesday at 3 p.m. whether you're a kid or was a kid at some time in your life. We'll run down all of the scores, talk about the games of the past week, and preview what's coming up in the next week. You'll want to take notes because this is good stuff. The place to be Wednesdays at 3. That's 6 p.m. Eastern is the Voice America Kids channel for Behind the Line. Want to laugh yourself silly over the crazy happenings of the celeb world and beyond? Tune in to Behind the Mask on Voice America Kids. Your hosts will uncover the celebrities you know and love, along with some that you might not know in this country, but they are admired across the world. But it's not just the famous that need to look out. We'll look inside the music biz, stage, and of course, the big screen. Listen to Behind the Mask every Thursday at 8 p.m. on Broadway and 5 p.m. Hollywood side on the Voice America Kids channel. You're listening to Voice America Kids, now with 33% more active ingredients and no artificial coloring. The action just doesn't stop. You're listening to Behind the Line on Voice America Kids. Now, back to the show. Thank you. Welcome back to Behind the Line on Voice America Kids Network. I'm Kylie, and our topic today will be on the American League East West and Central Division teams and their off-season moves. Now I'm on to the American League West Division and the teams that are included in it. Last year, the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim had their first losing season since 2003. To help get them back on track, they have signed two left-handed relievers, free agents, to balance their bullpen, which is in big need of repairs. The Angels setup man, Scott Downs, agreed to a new three-year, $15 million deal, and Hisanori Takahachi signed a two-year, $8 million pact. So the pitching staff will now be complete. The Angels had focused their attention on upgrading their bullpen, but now they need to focus on getting a stronger defense, specifically third base and left fielder. The Angels feel that they will be stronger having acquired Dan Heron from the Arizona Diamondbacks. The possibly lethal rotation of Dan Heron, Jared Weaver, Irvin Santana, Joel Pinero, and Scott Kazmir should be good to get the Angels some wins. The return of Kendry Morales, a right-handed pitcher and switch hitter who missed two-thirds of the season from a freak home plate celebration where he fractured his lower left leg, will bring back power in the middle of the order. But that's the problem with injuries. The team won't know how you're going to do and you don't even know if you will be able to play to your full potential. 
But this team is definitely expecting some big things from him, and he should definitely try to keep them up and not bring them down. They say that if Eric Abar plays to his potential and ultra-swift Peter Borges hits well and holds down his center field job, that they will have a shot at turning things around this year. The Angels have one of the top starting rotations in baseball, and now the bullpen has gotten an improvement as well. The Angels are without a leadoff hitter and need a more defensive left fielder and don't have a lot of new player options at third base. But with virtually no money to work with in this offseason, they will just have to move ahead and put their faith in their bullpen and in their new young players. And we'll just have to wait and see just how strong they can come in April. The A's finished the 2011 season with their best starting rotation and best staff in the American League. But their offense failed them. The A's realized something needed to be done, so they have spent the entire offseason working to improve this area with a very little budget. The Oakland A's have gotten outfielder David DeJesus from the Kansas City Royals for left-hander Justin Marks and right-hander Vin Mazzaro. The A's got a pair of right-handers, Danny Farquhar and Tristan Magnuson, for center fielder Rahal Davis. The A's also signed free agent Matt Sui to a one-year, $7 million deal after Adrian Beltre priced himself out of the A's market. Matt Sui is an outfielder and designated hitter from the Angels. He batted fourth last year with the A's and finished second in RBIs with 84 and third in homers with 21. The A's are hoping he will have the same type of success this season with their club. If he does, it will sure have an impact on how the team does this season. Catcher Kurt Suzuki is also a strong batter, as well as one of the game's most valuable receivers, highly respected for his game calling behind the plate. The Oakland A's think they have a potential starter if Brandon McCarthy's right shoulder is as good as he says, but they're still looking. The A's would also like to get an additional reliever. They have multiple gold glove candidates at many positions and have an underrated defense. However, many wonder if they can score enough to keep them in contention for this season. They are hoping that Haideki Matsui can add some runs at bat and that outfielder David DeJesus does the same. They are also counting on their young pitching staff to come together and have a superb pitching season. As long as everyone is healthy this season and the bats are working up to their potential, this season is likely to be strong for this team. The Seattle Mariners are the next team. The 2011 season will be their 35th season in Seattle franchise history. The last time they were in the playoffs was 2001, and now they're looking ahead to the 2011 season to change all of that. The Seattle Mariners haven't made any major changes during the offseason, but they think that they have helped themselves in a few areas. They've agreed to terms with free agent catcher Olivo on a two-year, $7 million deal and landed free agent hitter Cust with a one-year, $2.5 million pact. To improve the infield, they traded pitching prospect Michael Cleto for a shortstop Brendan Ryan from the Cardinals. You're listening to the Voice America Kids Network. I'm Kylie. Let's continue on the Seattle Mariners. The Mariners also received 21-year-old reliever Jose Flores in the Rule 5 draft. They are still looking at the free agent market 
for someone to supplement Michael Saunders in left field, and there is a ton of possibilities. The Seattle Mariners believe that Olivo should be a major addition to this team for his strong arm and quickness behind the plate. He has averaged 16 home runs and 56 RBIs in the last five seasons while playing for Colorado, Kansas City, and then Colorado again. He brings nine years of experience to this pitching staff. If Brendan Ryan can hit enough to play second, then the Mariners can return Figgins back to third, where he was a Golden Glove level defender for the Angels. And that would definitely help. Having everyone at the position that they're most comfortable will definitely help the team out because if they're more comfortable at the, that position, then they're more likely to do better. Whereas if there's somewhere that they're not as comfortable, it will be more difficult for them to help the team get some wins. And Suzuki and Figgins would be what the team needs at the top of the order. However, the Mariners are always looking for power hitters to upgrade. Seattle's overall defense is excellent and will be even better with Ryan playing regularly at one of the infield positions. The offense will have to step it up. They were at the bottom of some of the most important categories, including runs scored, homers, batting average, and on-base percent. Even if they are good at defense, they must be good at offense as well, because there's no way that they're going to be able to get any wins if only their defense is strong. They need offense so they can hit as far as they can to get as many runs as they can. They are hoping to play their way back into contention with their new and improved offense, which includes Felix Hernandez, Justin Smoke, and their newly acquired players Miguel Olivo and Jack Cust. So let's see what this team can do with their new offense. Now for the Texas Rangers. Throughout the entire offseason, the main focus has been on losing Cliff Lee. The Texas Rangers must move on without him, who did so much for the team last year. Lee decided that he would rather be in Philadelphia playing, and it was hard to take as a team for the Rangers and was tough luck for the pitching staff. But now that he's gone, they can focus on the other important areas. For behind the plate, they have replaced Benji Molina with Jorvit Torrilba. The Rangers are still looking about trades and moving some people around in rotation. Matt Garza, a pitcher from the Rays, and a trade possibility the Rangers are thinking about. Another option for a better rotation is to move closer Neftali Feliz to a starting role. The Rangers say it will take a while to stretch him back out, but Feliz has some overpowering stuff to be a dominant starter. Frank Francisco has closers experience, and Carl Pavano is the best of the free agent starters available. The Rangers are picked to be the AL West champs this year, but with the Oakland A's changes this year, they will likely have some tough competition. Now I'm going to move on to the Central Division teams for the American League. Let's start with the Chicago White Sox. The 2011 season will be the club's 112th season in Chicago and the 111th in the American League. The White Sox have been around a long time, and they know what they have to do to be contenders in the American League, specifically in the Central Division. So during their offseason, they have acquired some key players. The Chicago White Sox were able to re-sign two key players, catcher A.J. Pierzynski and infielder Paul Kinerko, and were able to sign left-handed infielder Adam Dunn 
from the Washington Nationals to a four-year, $56 million contract. He has been the biggest power hitter in all of baseball for the last decade. In December, they also acquired right-handed pitcher Jesse Crane from the Minnesota Twins and offered him a three-year, $13 million deal. You know, what really surprises me is how much money some of these players make. It's so just interesting to me that for just playing a sport, you can get so much money. And I'm wondering why it can't be for any job that you can get that much money. Oh, well. (laughs) But the White Sox still want to add some veteran help to their bullpen. After the 2010 season, the White Sox thought that they would pull back and go with some younger players for the 2011 season. But now, with all these great new players that they've signed, they feel that they will definitely be contenders against the Twins and the Tigers this season. Let's take a break. I'm Kylie. Keep it right here. You're listening to Voice America Kids. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Do you believe in the supernatural? Well, some do and some don't, which is why Beyond the Third Dimension looks at both sides. You have one host who believes in ghosts, while the other can't think of anything more ridiculous. Put them together and you get some great discussion and some real discoveries and exploration of the paranormal and then some. Tune in to Beyond the Third Dimension, airing Tuesdays at 4 p.m. Pacific, 7 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Kids. And try not to be afraid of things that go bump in the night. Follow the Voice America Talk Radio Network on Twitter. We're at Voice America TRN. You'll get the latest fix on what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and general happenings that you should know about at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Now you don't have to miss anything when you're away from your home or office. Just go to twitter.com forward slash Voice America TRN or follow along with us at Voice America TRN, the Voice America Talk Radio Network. We're on the cutting edge of social media. Can you keep up? Kids face very tough and very real issues every single day. It can be bad. It can be ugly. Now there's something good that can help. Tune in to The Good, The Bad, and The Ugly on the Voice America Kids channel. We'll discuss the issues and provide solutions and connections to solutions that you will be able to use. Our show goes right to the heart of today's kids and beyond. Your parents will probably want to listen in, too. The Good, The Bad, and The Ugly airs Mondays at 5 p.m. Pacific Time, 8 Eastern on Voice America Kids. You just love your pets. But sometimes, they can get to be a handful. And just when you think you have them under control, that's when things get, well, crazy. For help, tune into Paul's Around the World. You'll get the inside secrets on keeping your pet the friend it's supposed to be, along with stories to keep you warm and fuzzy. Listen Fridays at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Kids. We don't care how you got here. We're just glad you showed up. You're listening to Voice America Kids. The action just doesn't stop. You're listening to Behind the Line on Voice America Kids. Now, back to the show. Thank you. 
Welcome back to Behind the Line on Voice America Kids Network. I'm Kylie, and our topic today has been on the American League baseball teams. Let's continue with the Central Divisions. Before we took the break, we were talking about the Chicago White Sox. The White Sox now have the strongest rotation in this division and the biggest batters in their lineup. At this point, everyone is saying that they are the team to beat and are predicted to be the division leaders this season. The team also feels that right now they are in a great position to take the entire American League this season. Wow, that is quite a statement, seeing as how the season hasn't even begun and how there are so many strong teams in the Central Division, including the Tigers and the Twins. And then you have the Red Sox and the Yankees in the East, and the Rangers in the West. Well, I guess that if they're that confident, then they better show everyone what they got. They spent a lot of money during the offseason to get where they are. And so we're going to have to just wait and see if that all works out. The Detroit Tigers are now in their 111th season of baseball and are looking to be back on top. The Tigers were the most aggressive early on in the offseason, re-signing shortstop Johnny Peralta and third baseman Inji, and then landed catcher and designated hitter Victor Martinez and right-handed reliever Joaquin Benoit to their roster. They re-signed Maglio Ordonez to seal their right field position. They might also still try and add another starter to help with pitching and try and also acquire a relief pitcher, but they probably won't do that until further into the offseason when they see what is needed. The Tigers have the best first baseman in Miguel Cabrera. He is a feared hitter in the league. His ability to get on base at any time is what will help this team get back on track for this season. He finished near the top of the American League in batting in 2010 and plans on doing the same for this season. They also have the best second baseman in Carlos Gillen. He is a great hitter with a career .286 average. What makes him stand out is his defensive skills. His knowledge of the bases makes him a valuable part of the offense. Look for him to continue his success this year as the Tigers look to be huge competitors this season trying to take the American League Central title away from the Twins in 2011. They already had a very strong pitching staff, and with their new pitching additions, they will only be stronger and be the team everyone should be looking out for. The Tigers still have money to spend, so keep a close eye on their next move. The Cleveland Indians haven't gotten any free agent players because they don't have the money for them. So instead, they have made some minor league signings, including Jack Hanahan, who is third baseman, just to make an attempt to fill the holes. But they won't be expected to be on the free agent market this season. The Indians would like to get some more experience for third base and a right-handed hitter and outfielder. To help take the heat off the young pitching staff, Cleveland wants to find an inexpensive starting pitcher with experience. The Indians are continuing to rebuild their team, made up of many young players, and focused on development. Grady Sizemore and Carlos Santana are expected to be back from knee injuries, and the Indians are hoping that these players will help them to better their 69-game wins last year. The Minnesota Twins are coming off of a banner season. They are the reigning American League Central champions and are already considered the team to beat for this season. 
They began last season in their new stadium named Target Field, which ESPN named as the best fan experience in all of sports. They also have amazing fans who set a fan attendance record with over 3 million fans last year. That was last year. So what about this year? What are the Twins doing to make sure that they are contenders for this year? The Tigers and the White Sox have made the strongest moves this offseason, but the Twins will return with a lot of last year's players, including their all-star catcher, Joe Maurer. The race for the division is going to be a fight till the finish, with the Tigers, the Sox, and the Twins in contention for this season. What are the Twins planning on doing during the rest of the offseason to assure their team the same success as last year? Well, the team is hoping to get back a healthy Justin Morneau for the start of the season, and that will give them a big boost to start off the season. They have made a trade with the Orioles for two minor league relievers, 27-year-old right-hander Jim Hoey and 24-year-old Brett Jacobson. The Twins have had a fairly quiet offseason, However, they usually wait to make any big moves during this time in the season. You're listening to the Voice America Kids Network. I'm Kylie. Our topic today is on the American League baseball teams. In this segment, I'm talking about the Central Division teams. Let's continue on the Minnesota Twins. The Twins did, however, do some reconstructing in their middle infield and have completed a deal with Japanese batting champion and shortstop Soyoshi Nishioka. He had a breakthrough season in Japan last year and was a batting champ, hitting for .346 batting average. He was also the first player to hit for over 200 hits in a season in Japan's Pacific League since Ichiro Suzuki in 1994. He will be in the number two position in the lineup and will be starting the season as second baseman. So do you think that having someone who's from Japan and has experience there, do you think that that will help? Because I certainly think that if he was over there, this might throw a curveball on some of these teams and they, know, they won't know what to expect because maybe in Japan they do some things different that these teams here in America aren't used to. But can Nishoka have the same success with the American League Baseball as he did in Japan? Well, the Twins are sure hoping so, because they're basing how well that their team will do this season on him having continued success. The Twins also got two hard-throwing right-handed pitchers by trading shortstop J.J. Hardy to the Orioles and re-signed left-handed slugger, designated hitter Jim Thome to one more year. They are the reigning AL Central champions and are already considered the team to beat. Although they haven't made a lot of moves yet, don't be surprised if you see a few more changes or faces in the upcoming months. A strong bullpen is going to be the key for this team to be a contender in the postseason. The Kansas City Royals are the last team in this division. So, what have the Kansas City Royals done during their offseason to help their team for the 2011 season? Well, the Royals traded their ace, Zach Greinke, and acquired a bunch of new players from the Brewers, including Allsides Escobar, outfielder Lorenzo Cain, and right-handed minor league pitchers Jake Odorazzi and Jeremy Jeffress from the Brewers in exchange for Greinke shortstop Uneski Betancourt, and some cash considerations. 
They also recently acquired former Colorado Rockies player and free agent left-hander Jeff Francis. This is a great move for Kansas City because they need a lot of help with their starting rotation. Francis has been an ace pitcher three of his six seasons in the major leagues. However, he has only pitched in 20 games combined during the last two seasons due to surgery he had on his left arm prior to the 2009 season. The question here is, can he get back to his former pitching self prior to surgery? And if so, this could mean big things for this team. They looked at changing their outfield needs, getting contracts with Jeff Rancior and Melky Cabrera. They also added two new pitchers, left-hander Justin Marks and left-hander Vin Mazzaro, trading right fielder David DeJesus to Oakland for them. They also need to work on their starting rotation. They have worked hard on strengthening their farm team, and some of those talented players could be playing in the big league level soon. And, you know, that's got to be exciting for these farm team players because they've been working so hard and practicing, and their dream is just to be in the major league. And wouldn't it just be so exciting to go from regular, and not really many people noticing you, to everything everyone knowing your face and, and name and being everywhere. The Royals were hot last September, and now that they have added some new pitchers and have an all-star closer, Joaquin Soria, who started the year a perfect 15-15 and 15 in save opportunity, and he maintained a 4-to-1 strikeout-to-walk ratio. He also has an amazing curveball that is definitely hard to hit off of. This team is in rebuild mode, but don't be surprised if they are better than you may expect. Let's take a break. I'm Kylie. Keep it right here. You're listening to Voice America Kids. what's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network by keeping up with us on Twitter. You can find us at Voice America TRN. The Terrence Rogers Show will take the world by storm. The topics are sometimes newsworthy, sometimes personal, as we explore fashion, entertainment, art, and more. Host Terrence Rogers has seen a lot of life experience in his few years of life. It's this experience that allows him to bring a fresh perspective to the table, and he holds nothing back. Tune in to The Terrence Rogers Show every Monday at 3 p.m. Pacific, 6 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Kids channel. You'll laugh, cry, and most importantly, this show will reach out and touch your life. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network wherever you go. In addition to listening live, you can check out information about your favorite talk show hosts, discover new talk show personalities, add shows to your list of favorites, and listen to all our show archives on demand. All from your iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market, and get ready to tune in. The Voice America mobile app, powered by Aircast. What is Take Two? Take two crazy hosts, put them in front of two microphones, and use your two ears to enjoy the fun. Times two. Take Two. We'll go back, way back to the favorite TV shows of our childhood. Your parents' childhood. Um, no. Uh, try again, Chris. Take two. We'll take you back to the favorite TV shows of our generation, past and present, and apply them to what's going on in our own lives. Trust us, it'll be a blast. Tune in to Take Two every Monday at 4 p.m. Pacific, 7 p.m. Eastern, on the Voice America Kids channel. 
There is so much going on in the tech field. The Technology Show is here to sort it all out so that you know exactly what you need to get and what you should avoid. In this age of cell phones and text messaging and new discoveries every single day, you need to be informed. We'll bring you previews of new products, technology news, and help you make the right decision when you are out there buying that new MP3 player, cell phone, or mobile device. Don't do a thing until you've tuned in to The Technology Show, Tuesdays at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Kids. What are some of the issues that kids face every day? You'll find out when you tune in to the appropriately named Today's Kids. Your hosts are here to open the doors to a forum of all kinds of issues. Nothing is off the table here, and because it's on the Voice America Kids channel, you know you're getting a kid's perspective. Tune in every Friday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time for Today's Kids. Your hosts will lead this forum of engaging conversation on Voice America Kids. Want to know what's going on behind the scenes with your favorite Voice America Talk Radio Network host? How about what's new with our network? Make sure you check out the iRadio blog, a look at what's hot at Voice America and beyond. Visit www.iradioblog.com today. Get the inside scoop on every channel on our network, including breaking news, featured guests, blog posts from our hosts, and much more. Make sure you sign up for our newsletter for even more inside action. Visit iradioblog.com today and stay connected. We didn't invent Kid Talk, we perfected it, and at a very young age. You're listening to Voice America Kids. The action just doesn't stop. You're listening to Behind the Line on Voice America Kids. Now, back to the show. Thank you. Welcome back to Behind the Line on Voice America Kids Network. I'm Kylie, and our topic today has been on the American League baseball teams. Now, I'm going to talk about the National League teams. I'm going to start off with the National League East. No doubt that adding Cliff Lee makes the Phillies' rotation even better. They have signed Lee and re-signed Jose Contreras. The Phillies want to get another veteran arm to add to their bullpen, and maybe right-handed batter in the outfield to help for the loss of Jason Wirth to the Nationals. But they look like the team to beat for this year, with three top-of-rotation starters, Roy Holiday, Cliff Lee, and Cole Hamels. The Phillies are said to be the top of the division for this season, so let's see if that comes true or not. The Nationals have signed Jason Wirth to their team for a seven-year, $126 million contract, making one of the biggest offensive moves. But... They need more than this outfielder to be the top of their division. So, they also got Adam LaRoche as their first baseman for a two-year, $16 million contract to replace Adam Dunn, who signed for the White Sox. And they also got another starter. There is some good young talent on this team, so let's see how far that can get them. The New York Mets have not made any major changes with their limited amount of money. But they did add reliever Carrasco and backup catcher Ronnie Polino. Through free agency and the Rule 5 draft, the Mets have added five new players, none of which people are familiar with, but they hope they will help fill the holes. From now until spring training, you might see a veteran starter or a left-hander in the bullpen be added. But otherwise, those are all the traits that the Mets will be making. The Marlins, let me tell you, have been very busy signing many free agents and making many trades. 
which include players like trading for Ryan Webb, Dustin Richardson, John Buck, Javier Vasquez, and a few others. Talk about working hard to get themselves ready to be contenders. The Marlins are looking to scare the Phillies with having a highly skilled rotation and a better bullpen that even has three left-handed pitchers, which could give the Phillies' offense a very difficult time. And that's what they're hoping to do. In a trade with the Marlins, the Braves bolstered their offense by acquiring second baseman Dan Ugla. The Braves also added Cheryl and Scott Line to their bullpen and also re-signed Eric Hinsky to a one-year deal. The Braves are considering adding an inexpensive outfielder, but general manager Frank Wren has made his final big moves. The Braves threw the Phillies a real curveball last season. So let's see what happens for this season. Now I'll talk about the National League Central teams. The Houston Astros have had a fairly quiet offseason after acquiring Clint Barnes for Felipe Polino. The Astros still need some help, though, specifically in offense and for the middle infield. The second half of last season was very strong for this team, and they are very confident for success on this one, too. They have a very strong rotation, so their goal is for a stronger offense. No other team has made a better single upgrade in this division than the Brewers. They were able to trade Brett Laurie to the Blue Jays for pitcher Sean Markham. He has been doing well in the American League East, and moving to the National League Central should make him look even better. Their first priority is to add another player to their starting rotation. It looks like the Brewers need some help in some areas, but they are focused on their starting five. No wonder they have been chosen to win the division for having the best pitching. For the 2011 season, the Brewers will have three 2010 opening starters, two of which have used to be on the American League. And as I was saying earlier about someone coming over from Japan, the American League players coming over to the National League will definitely be another big change for some of these teams to play against. And will it help to have the pitchers from both the National League teams and American League team? Well, my answer is probably. Because, in my opinion, the American League has proven to be the stronger league. But you never know. One of the busiest teams has been the St. Louis Cardinals. They have re-signed Jake Westbrook and signed three free agents, traded for Ryan Theriot, and traded for minor league pitcher Michael Cleto. The 2011 roster is pretty much set. While the Cardinals have put offense at the top of their list, their defense has weakened. But that might not be a major issue because their offense is so superior. This team will be big contenders and might even be a favorite. You're listening to the Voice America Kids Network. I'm Kylie, and our topic today is on the uh, National League teams. I'm going to go on about the Chicago Cubs. The Cubs' offseason has been fairly quiet, except for the signing of Carlos Pena to play first base. Chicago would like to add another starting pitcher to their team and a few extra arms for the bullpen. The Cubs are hoping to do well from their key players, specifically Carlos Zambrano, who gave them hope late last season. The Cubs look like they will be a strong team. The Pirates have had a busy winter by signing free agents, minor league free agents, through trades and the Rule 5 draft, 
they have had many new players added to their team. Their bullpen is the only aspect holding this team back, though it's hard to say that this team won't do well this season. The question is, how well will these new young players take them? This team is hoping they'll take them far. The Cincinnati Reds have mainly focused on the players that they have already have by re-signing Miguel Caro and agreeing to new contracts with Bronson Arroyo and Jay Bruce. Nearly all of their team is coming back, so there's not much that this team must do. They have not made themselves any better or any worse this season, making them a favorite. And I think this was certainly an interesting move. There's not much that I can say about this. I mean, they must have a reason for keeping most of their players and not really adding anyone else. But the reason they have for this, I'm not sure of. Maybe they're doing this because they have a trick up their sleeve and these new players have an idea. These regular players that they have know of it. And they know that with having these players the same, they know that they can do well. So let's just see what happens and if it was a smart move to keep their same players. Now I'm moving over to the National League West. My first team is the Arizona Diamondbacks. The Arizona Diamondbacks added much-needed relief help in putts. They also got two young arms in a deal that sent Reynolds to the Baltimore Orioles. With Reynolds gone, that gets rid of his strikeouts, which is helpful, and his payroll. There is also a new left-handed pitcher that has been added to this team from the Rule 5 draft named Joe Patterson. The Arizona Diamondbacks roster is not yet finished, but this year the team is expected to go through a rebuilding process with the loss of some key players of theirs. The Los Angeles Dodgers have been very busy setting their pitching rotation this offseason, and now it is set for the game to begin. The Dodgers also signed Juan Irvine to fix their infield, and for their catching needs, they signed Rod Barajas and Dioner Navarro. But the Dodgers would still like to add a right-handed hitter and left fielder. The Dodgers' general manager was smart to get this team's starting pitching done so quickly, but he insists that he's not even done with the roster yet. The Dodgers are predicted to be the winners of the National League West division. They didn't make the flashy trades, but they have two solid starters, Ted Lilly and John Garland, which will help the team, hopefully, a lot. The San Francisco Giants re-signed first baseman Aubrey Huff and signed Tejada as Irvine's replacement. They also got a deal with outfielder Pat Burrell. The Giants still want to make upgrades to their offense that came in ninth place for the National League in 2010, but all of the team's players are pretty much the same as last season without Irvine. The San Diego Padres addressed a big need by trading to the Marlins two relievers for Mabin, who they think can be their everyday center fielder. The Padres signed Aaron Herring for a spot in the rotation after losing Garland. They also gave Dustin Mosley a one-year deal to compete for the fifth starter in the rotation. The Padres may try to sign a free agent to replace Gonzalez, who was traded to the Red Sox for four new players. The last team is the Colorado Rockies. They signed Ty Wigington to be in the infield. They added to their pitching staff with Felipe Polino for infielder Clint Barnes. 
the Rockies got infielder Jose Lopez in a trade with the Mariners. He can also play second or third base. The Rockies' biggest accomplishment was by re-signing De La Rosa and signed to Lewitsky. So these are the players for the National League teams. Let's see how they'll do this season. Thanks so much for joining me. You have been listening to Behind the Line. I'm Kylie, and this is the Voice America Kids. That's the end of Regulation Play. Join us next week for another edition of Behind the Line, an insider's look at sports from a kid's point of view. We'll see you next week on Voice America Kids. You're listening to Voice America Kids. The future of online TV is here. View exclusive content from your favorite talk radio hosts and new programs that you can't see anywhere else. Visit voiceamerica.tv today.